0: And the great thing about you, if you are already thinking about accomplishing big goals in a small town, is you are ready for that. Because you stepping outside of your comfort zone to do something different gives someone else in your community permission to do their own variation of that. Hi friend, welcome to Gather and Growth, a show created for passionate, growth-focused rural women like you. From mindset work and building strong habits to exploring the unique joys and challenges of living rule, this is a show to leave you feeling joyful, inspired, and a little less alone. Together, we're on a journey of reaching for the most confident, healthy, and authentic version of ourselves, and I'm forever grateful to have you by my side. Whether you're currently running on a back road, shuffling kids to town, hopping along for a tractor ride, or three loads deep into folding laundry, grab yourself a nice coffee and let's dive in. Hi, hi, hi. Welcome back to Gathering Growth. I am coming at you (laughs) today in a very interesting state. I am tired. I am so tired. First of all, because my daughter decided last night to just be awake from like 1030 at night until I don't even know 3 or 4am. So it was already set up for a sleepy day. But This afternoon, I actually had my first EMDR therapy session. I have been in therapy since, oh, November or so. I need to go back and look and see what podcast episode I recorded about starting therapy. But anyway, up until this point, we've been doing a lot of talk therapy, like processing through a lot of things. And we'd gotten to the point that we recognized there were some major things that I needed to work through to move forward. I am not a professional at this, so I'm going to give you my very, like, I just did it for the first time explanation, along with the definition I found online. But EMDR therapy is a structured therapy that encourages the patient to briefly focus on trauma memories while simultaneously experiencing bilateral stimulation, typically through eye movements, which is associated with a reduction in the vividness and emotion associated with memories. So that sounds fancy, Um, but basically, and this is not the point of today's episode, but I do have a point here. Basically, I was in like a kind of dark room. There was like a light bar in front of me that, um, imagine about the size of a yardstick at eye level with like little dots that would kind of go back and forth. And so I was like staring at this thing while my therapist was like prompting me through some scenarios that we had talked about before. And then kind of the point of it with the bilateral stimulation is it engages different parts of your brain and like taps into your subconscious and things that you're not normally consciously aware of and kind of brings them out based on this prompting. So we started with that. And then honestly, I was like, ironically, very in my head about it. Like, She would pause and ask what I was thinking about. I'm like, I'm thinking about watching the light and thinking about what I'm going to say next. (laughs) So we ended up switching to almost like small remotes. I held one on each hand and they like vibrated, like alternating, almost mimicking the exact same pattern as like the light bar. And so then I was able to close my eyes and it's like my brain could kind of wander a little bit more easily. And it's interesting because we would like start in one place and then just through a series of asking questions and pausing and reflecting, like I was going all of these different directions and really like the core thing that I thought that I needed to undo is just like this constant incessant soundtrack in my head of not being something enough And without going into too much detail as to like what I've experienced as to where that comes from, but just like really helping to identify how to work through that. But it was so interesting, the like different things that came up. You know, oftentimes we think about uh, trauma, I think in a certain way, like, oh, I don't have trauma because blah, 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 it didn't happen to me. But the reality is there are so many micro things that happen throughout our life that affect our inner dialogue and the way we see the world and the way that we show up in different situations. So it was just so interesting how like different instances of like things in college or different relationships were like getting pulled out, like interconnected in the way that that affects even now, how I keep myself emotionally safe. Anyway, it's a whole thing. <laughs> we have many more sessions of this, but I am just kind of like, wow, I don't know. It's so cool. I never even knew this thing existed. And it's really important for me to kind of share with you what's, what's going on with just my mental health journey. Because I think so often we think that therapy or maybe something like EMDR is for a certain type of person with a certain type of negative life experience when reality, there are very likely things that may or may not have happened to you in instances of life that you can't even consciously recall that affect the way you show up in the world. And what that ties into today is today, I want to talk about some of the things to keep in mind or maybe even mindset shifts to have as you pursue big goals in a small town. Now I dropped a like prompt in my Instagram stories of what are some of the things that that you struggle with um, in pursuit of big goals in a small town, and I'm not necessarily surprised at all by the responses. And I think it will kind of um, I don't know if it's assuring or concerning how much similarities so many women feel when pursuing. Like I said, big goals, dreams, insert whatever you want into that in the small town. And this could look like expanding the farm, building a business, starting to share on social media, pursuing a health journey, starting therapy, fundraising for something, or opening a new business. Like insert whatever is on your heart into this scenario, because in the diversity of the types of, of people who responded and what they're working on, like so many of the commonalities are very much the similar, very much the similar, very much similar. Of course, there's a whole chunk that we won't get into today. That's like um, lack of resources from local sources, internet access, like workspace that's not in my home, ability to buy property, to expand stuff like that. We're not going to get quite into that today, but where there is a constant theme in so many of the conversations I have with women who are pursuing really incredible things in Small towns, rural America, et cetera, is like the weight of expectations, opinions and other people, fear of judgment, not having support from friends or family members, kind of that feeling of like when you walk into a room and know that people are looking at you and like talking about you, kind of that whole genre. And the reason that I guess connects back to what I was talking about in EMDR is like those are very real things that we experience that impact the way that we show up in the world and impact the way that we pursue the things that are on our heart. So here are a few things to take into consideration. I'm going to try to speak some life into them, hopefully give you like a different perspective or a mindset shift. Not that any of this will be the cure-all because let's be honest, it's hard. It's hard. But I I hope that... This episode helps you feel like you're not the only one who's in this position and that there are so many blessings in deciding to go outside of the norm or the expectation of what's ever been done before and fully step into what you know is on your heart for yourself, for your family, for your community, for your farm, for your business, for your career, whatever that looks like. Hey friend, just because you're good at what you do and worked so hard to get where you are today doesn't mean you can't do something different. Something that truly lights up your heart in this next chapter of your life. I know how scary it can be to ditch the roles you've always had and step into the unknown of what's to come. I've been there. But what if you had the space and support you've been missing to ask yourself the hard questions and figure out what you really want. Can you even imagine having such laser focused clarity on your priorities that everyone else's opinion doesn't matter because you feel so grounded and good about where you're going? What if you had unwavering trust and confidence in yourself and a tight-knit community of rural women like you who are doing the work too? How would it feel to have an action plan that you feel so excited to follow and work toward every day because it's not leading you towards someone else's version of success. It's yours. It's not only possible, it's real. This was created for you. My upcoming Ascend Retreat was created to help bring your dreams, big and small, to life. Join us March 16th through 19th in Branson, Missouri, for a weekend that will truly change your life forever. Head to emilyrushell.com slash retreats or the link in today's show notes to learn more and secure your spot for this one-of-a-kind experience, especially curated for you. The biggest thing is feeling like you're the only one who's, who's doing something like this. And that's where this community is so powerful. I think the number one piece of advice that honestly I talk about all the time, like if you've ever heard me in a talk about, on a podcast episode, especially if I'm being interviewed elsewhere, it's like finding ways to surround yourself with other big dreamers, doers, shakers, like people who may be doing things that are not the same as you, but have that bigger vision. So that your big dreams are not only normalized and, you know, when you're surrounded by people who, who aren't questioning your goals, but actually encouraging you to dream even bigger than you think is possible. Like that is, I cannot understate how big of a game changer that is, whether that is a mastermind or coming to the Ascend retreat or getting connected to a Facebook group or something else on social media, like you can build yourself a support system from people literally all over the world who genuinely want to see you win. And in addition to that, I think that I have even been surprised sometimes by how many people there actually might be around you who are thinking similarly. You just don't know it. Maybe you haven't seen that yet or you haven't been connected with them, but I'm willing to bet that within a I can't even quantify a mile radius because everyone's reality of rural living is so different, but I'm willing to bet that within a driving distance, within an hour, that there likely are more like-minded people to you than you realize. So that might involve stepping outside your comfort zone and joining like women in business associations or, you know, kind of seeing who else is sharing online or doing things and, you know, inviting them to a conversation like, Hey, I noticed we live in kind of the same area. I admire the way you're doing this. Here's what I'm working on. Like, can we meet for a virtual coffee chat or meet in person? I think that that can be really powerful. But that is advice I give pretty free flowingly all the time. So here's a couple other things to think about. I think that it is pivotal, no matter what you are doing, that you are being aware of whose opinions you are actually letting in to dictate what you're doing. There is a Brene Brown quote, and I couldn't exactly find where it was from, so I don't know if perhaps she has like said it on a TED Talk or something, but I found this quote multiple places, so I'm just going to read it to you for to save you from me totally butchering it. If you are not in the arena of getting your ass kicked on occasion, I'm not interested or open to your feedback. There are a million cheap seats in the world today filled with people who will never be brave with their own lives, but will spend every ounce of energy they have hurling advice and judgment at those of us trying to dare greatly. Their only contributions are criticism, cynicism, and fear mongering. If you're criticizing from a place where you're not also putting yourself on the line, I am not interested in your feedback. And I think this really ties into the bucket of crabs analogy. So if you imagine, like, literally a bucket of crabs, if one gets close to climbing out, like crawling themselves out as crabs, you know, whatever. Every single time, the rest of the clubs will instinctually pull them down for fear of um, lack of safety or fear of the unknown or whatnot. And human nature suggests that people really aren't that different. Sometimes it is intentional. Sometimes it comes from a place of, of judgment or jealousy, things like that. And sometimes it is people who are close to us who love us, who want to keep us safe, who don't want to see us getting hurt, who are afraid of what uncertainty looks like and who are, are terrified of, of something unknown or something that is other than anything they've ever seen before. So in either of those circumstances, I think it's really important to take inventory on whose opinions you are letting guide your decision making. If we're talking about Joe Blow down the street. Who doesn't do anything extraordinary, who is playing it safe, and they're saying a bunch of like negative stuff about what we're doing. They're in the cheap seats. Like, don't let someone have an expensive opinion on your life who is barely even sitting in the bleachers. Of course, this gets increasingly complicated when we start talking about family. I know in the, even in the Instagram box, it was like, spouse's family or even your own spouse or like your sister's or your best friends fielding their questions or doubt or criticism or even those like snide remarks that you just know were nice enough to not call out but nasty enough to make you feel bad. I think that that's where it can get really hard. But that goes into, you know, the next thing to take into consideration is the more insecure you feel about what you're in pursuit of, those easier, those, those jabs are going to slide in to affect you. So, you know, just first of all, having conscious awareness of like, what is that person doing? Like, are they on the same wavelength as me? Like, are they building a business? Are they doing outside of the norm? Or are they speaking from a fear of jealousy, mockery? Do they just want to have something to talk about? Okay, let's be honest. In a small town, people may or may talk about whatever they want to. And the truth is, they may or may not talk about you, no matter what you are doing. If you are sitting at home bothering nobody, someone will have something negative to say about it anyway. So you may as well do the things that you know are right for you, or at least freaking try Because if someone's going to say something about it, they're going to say something one way or another. There is You could be the, what is it, the juiciest peach in the orchard, and there's still someone who's going to think peaches are straight up disgusting. So I think that that also comes a lot with it of just knowing like, who's saying this? What does their life look like? What reason do they have for potentially saying these things? Is it for fear of safety, like from someone that you love? Or is it someone who's just trying to be nasty because you're brightness, your audacity, your bravery, your courage shines a light on the insecurity they have about what they're not doing. And not saying they want to do the same thing as you, but generally speaking, when we see someone successful, I should say when an unhealed, insecure person sees someone achieving a success that they don't have, it's a lot easier to tear them down than it is to admit that they're not living into their potential. Wow, that was a A little bit of a soapbox. Okay, so back to the tip. (laughs) Getting confident in what you're in pursuit of. This, I think, really can come down to building the habits, um, the tools around fully embodying what you're stepping into. The more grounded in what you're doing, the easier it is to care less about what other people are saying and thinking. Like just in general, doing intentional work to shift your mindset around I am doing this and this is going to work and I know this is the right thing, can do a lot to almost like put up armor around that negativity. And this is a lesson that I really had to grow through over the past couple of years. When I started my Instagram account, I literally went and started a totally separate different account. I mean, the personal one I was using had like 600 followers. Okay. It wasn't like anything, whatever, but I was like I cannot let anyone see this. And I did not follow any single person I knew in real life for a very long time. Like I slowly experimented with like building connections and relationships with people purely that I met on the internet. And it wasn't until I had gained like a little bit of traction that I started like sharing stuff from there to my personal Instagram account like on the stories, it was a very long time before I ever, ever mentioned on Facebook what I was doing over on the side. Like I was very cautious and quiet and nervous and insecure about it. And I will fully admit that. And I'm not saying it was right or wrong or otherwise, that's just where I was at. So it may be a matter of doing something quietly as you build the muscle of feeling confident in what you were doing. For me, I, I don't remember exactly what the numbers were or what that what that moment was, but let's just say it was like a thousand followers. I was like, okay, like i I got a legit thing going on over here. Looking back on it, I'm like, wow, I would have saved myself so much trouble if I had just totally gone all in on like my personal account and just transitioned to what I was doing. But I couldn't at the time. And that's okay. I needed to learn and experiment in my own way, in my own sense of privacy, and then be more open about it when I felt better about it. But even still, I remember, oh, I don't know, being in like the pre-K drop off or pickup line and someone being like, oh, I saw what you posted on Instagram and instantly getting so clammy and awkward and uncomfortable and like, (laughs) what? and even uh, gosh when i like left my full time job to doing what i'm doing now like that took a whole lot of guts to look at people i knew in real life and be like i actually don't know what's going to happen i'm just trusting that it's going to happen like there's not a chance in the world i could have done that a couple years prior when i when i started so i definitely had to build the tools and the competence and the habits around it And that's okay. Not everything you need to do needs to be flashy or public until you're ready. But I will say once I increased my comfort level and what that looked like, now it's like, this is my job. This is how I support my family. This is what I'm super passionate about. And this is what I'm good at. And it definitely comes with a high level of vulnerability. Like, oh my gosh, especially when it comes to this podcast, when like... I run into someone in like our small town grocery store. It's like, oh my gosh, I loved your podcast episode. Like, thank you so much for being open about your mental health journey. And I want to like, I'm like on the outside, like smiling, like, yeah. On the inside, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. But it's like, I'm back in middle school all of a sudden. And it's, I don't know, it's weird. It's so weird. So it's it's definitely something that I actively am still processing. But I guess to bring it back, it's, there is a lot of validity in building habits and tools and getting grounded in what you're doing. Because now if someone has something to say about what I'm doing for work, that's like someone gossiping because I'm a teacher. Like This is just what I do now. So it takes time, but you can definitely do some inner work on what that looks like to feel confident in what you're doing. you know how I feel about New Year's resolutions. But hey, if you're looking for a tool to help keep you accountable to the habits that make you feel your best, do I have a solution for you. My u to u 82 challenge has helped thousands of women intentionally build and break habits all while embracing the sustainable mindset of progress over perfection. You can find more information and the link to my free journey through U2U82 workbook and habit trackers in today's show notes. Here's another thing. We if you're like me, we live in small towns, right? And whatever small town means for you. I thought I lived in a small town growing up. There's like 10,000 people there. (laughs) I live somewhere with like 50 people now and I'm not exaggerating. So if we want these small towns to be really cool places to live somewhere that's like just awesome for our families, someone has to stand up and do things that have never been done before. Whether it's opening new restaurants, a town over from me, there's someone who's like, starting a gym from scratch, whatever that looks like, like getting a new playground built, things like that require the people who live here to get comfortable doing uncomfortable things. Otherwise, if we're all just sitting around staring at each other like, oh gosh, what are they going to think about me? Who am I to have a a restaurant or a boutique or a whatever, then we're not going to have any places to eat or anywhere to go to buy cute clothes. Okay, someone has to do it. So that person can be you, whether that's changing something on your farm, whether that's organizing a 5K for your town or advocating for a new playground or opening a new small business. If we want cool things to happen where we live, we got to do it. And the great thing about you, if you are already thinking about accomplishing big goals in a small town, is you are ready for that because you stepping outside of your comfort zone to do something different, give someone else in your community permission to do their own variation of that. And whether that's community online, like seeing someone else starting a flower farm or like agritourism and then being inspired to do it in your neck of the woods, or whether that's in your small town or the next town over itself, when you start doing cool stuff, it shows someone else what's possible. It shows them what they can do. And it will empower them to pursue their own journey, whatever that looks like. Your example, your bravery, your audacity to do something that's never been done before or that you have never done before or no one in your family has ever done before, that is someone else's inspiration and survival guide. The first moment that something like that happened to me. Like I said, I've been been real nervous about who I told that I had started this whole like personal growth Instagram account. Someone came to me shortly after I left my job and said, because of you and watching your journey, I'm thinking about going to get certified as being a fitness coach. I don't know what that means to start sharing online, but you have showed me that it's possible to have an idea, want something different from your life, and to take messy, brave, terrifying action to be the person to do it. So yeah, it's freaking hard. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, just ignore everyone else's opinions and just do it. Like, yeah, there's some level of like, you just got to do it. It's going to be hard but you can get intentional about who you're surrounding yourself with. You can reach out and find people who are also doing similar things in small towns that they love. You can be the leader and the pioneer for the people around you that totally transform what is possible in your small town. And whether that's something that directly serves your community, like opening the next new grocery store or a farm stand or Or whether that's showing up online and changing what your family finances look like and then therefore being able to support the school fundraiser or the nonprofits that you care about, it makes a difference. And our small towns need more people, more women like you who are willing to say, I know what I want and just because it's never happened here before doesn't mean that I can't make it happen, that it won't be beautiful. And I Guarantee you that some of the same people that snicker when you shakily talk about your dreams in the beginning will be the exact same people one or two or three or five or 10 years from now that say, Wow, I can't believe you did that. Tell me how you did it. Show me what you did. How is that even possible? I am so proud of you. Thank you. And yeah, there's always going to be people who think nasty things about something, but I am confident. That if you are walking in your purpose, when you are doing the things that light you up, when you are so sure that what you are doing matters, even if it's just for you, you just care so much less about what other people are saying. You got to do it for you. You got to advocate for your life. No one else is coming to save you. No one else is coming to do the work for you. No one else is coming to show you the way. That doesn't mean that there aren't people that there support you, but it is on You to make it happen, no matter where you live. Big city, smallest town in the middle of nowhere. You are in control of your life and you get to decide what that looks like. Whew. Wow. Did not, did not totally expect to go to church on that one, but can you tell I feel passionately about this? I'm just so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. And if while you are listening to this, you are thinking of someone or a group of people, someone that you're connected to who you think needs to hear this message, it would mean so much to me if you pass this along. There needs to be more confidence and goodness spoken into those of us who are trying to pursue the big goals that are on our heart. doesn't matter what anyone else's dreams look like. If it's 80 acres and backyard chicken and homesteading and homeschooling, like that's your big dream, like rock on, please do that even if no one's ever done it before whatever it is, share this with someone who could use this message, talk about it on social media. I genuinely believe that we will transform our rural communities from the inside out through the hearts of rural women, because we see what's possible. We see what the needs are in our communities. We know what it would mean to transform our life for our families. And I'm super excited about what's in store. So until next time, I love you and I am so forever grateful for you. Have I told you today how much I appreciate you? I'd like to imagine this was a meaningful backyard patio kind of chat between friends sipping LaCroix at sunset. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a screenshot to share or forward this episode to a friend. You can also find me at Emily Rushel over on social to continue the conversation. It's truly a joy to hear what tidbits and takeaways made an impact on your day. As always, all links and resources mentioned in today's episode can be found in the show notes listed below or over at emilyrushell.com. Special thanks to my podcast manager, Jill Carr, for the time and love she puts into producing Gathering Growth for this community. What a blessing it is to be on this personal growth journey together. Forever grateful for you.